Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. And good afternoon, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Brunch with Tony. I am your host, as always, Tony Defio. And I thank you for joining me on this fine Saturday afternoon or Sunday, if you happen to be catching this show on one of Behind the Curtain's many audio-only platforms. That includes the touchdown under, which you 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 could hear. Uh, you you heard this morning on on the show. There's the the live mic with Michael Beck. There's Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman, the Stat Geek with Dave Schofield, the Retro Show with yours truly and Brian Anthony Davis, and then of course we have a, a bunch of shows on our YouTube channel as well. We have this show. We have the Hangover, uh, 24 hours or so after every Steelers game. Uh, we have the Steelers preview uh, with Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, Brian Anthony Davis. We have the post-game show with those guys. Uh, we have Know Your Enemy, a great show with, with Michael Beck and, and Jeffrey Benedict. And if I forgot any of those shows, I apologize. But I always, I always stumble over this part of the show every week. And also, uh, please check out uh, the Behind the Curtain website where we bring you news, commentary, film breakdown, Anytime there's a transaction, anytime a player uh, goes on the COVID IR or the regular IR, we're one of the first to bring it to you. So please check it out. Check that out. As we like to say, it's your one-stop shop for all your Steelers needs. And thank you to everybody in the live chat for joining me. So far, we have Steelers Pittsburgh. He says, Steeler Nation, let's have a brunch with Tony. I agree. I am starving for some Steelers talk. And as always, I have a few things I want to touch on on today's show i'll start off with last sunday's um 
26 to 15 lost to the Bills in Bill Stadium. It was uh, it was pretty ugly. I'm not going to lie, as it has been with the Steelers over the last few weeks. Uh, it was kind of masked. Their play was masked a bit early on when they were winning, and even though they were struggling. But after losing to Washington in a pretty ugly way, they lost to the Bills. And it was uh, a lot of what you've been seeing. Uh, uh, there's trouble uh, executing on offense, um, injuries, uh, the uh, turnovers. The turning point in the game you know, was the, um, the pick six thrown by Ben Roethlisberger at the end of the first half. The Steelers, they were, uh, they were up 7-0. They had just held the Bills to a field goal to make it 7-3. It looked like they were going to, at worst, go into the locker room up 7-3. And they were actually uh, – driving for points, it would appear, at, 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 with about a minute or so to go in the uh, second quarter. And, and Ben throws the pick six to Teron Johnson. And that, that that was it. That seemed to be the turning point in the game. And, and the Bills came out firing in the second half. They scored two quick touchdowns to make it 23-7, to seven, just like that. And that was pretty much the ball game. The Steelers, they, they mounted a bit of a comeback, but it, but they really never it really never felt like they were in it. Uh, after that pick six, it just, it felt like, and, and that's what happens when a team, when a team is, uh, is struggling and, 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 and it's a bit fragile, uh, any little thing can, can, can send it, uh, send it on a, on a downward spiral. And, you know, I think if, if, if that Teron Johnson pick happens when the Steelers are six and zero or seven and zero or eight now earlier in the year, I think they could have recovered from it. But being said that they were, that they've been in such a rut lately, it was no surprise to me that, that the Bills sort of took over from that point on. And, you know, I mean, they made adjustments, uh, specifically moving Stefan Diggs and putting him on Cam Sutton. And, and he had a field day in the second half, especially on those uh, two quick touchdown drives to start the third quarter. But I think more, more than anything, it was just the Steelers, uh, they're, they're, it, it, it exasperated their, their funk that they've been in. And, and, uh, I don't know how, how, how to fix it. I don't know what to do about it. Obviously, I'm no expert in, in, when it comes to, to designing offenses. But uh, it obviously, it all starts with that passing game. And, and, and Ben Roethlisberger and uh, Jeffrey Benedict did a great job in one of his recent film breakdowns showing, showing you how the, the, the Ravens and, and Washington, how they've, they've – uh, scheme defensively to, to shut down the, the short passing game that had been so successful for them uh, as they built most of their, their uh, 11 and 0 record. I, I think teams started to catch on namely the Ravens uh, late in that streak. Uh, so the question is, how do they, how do they, they fix it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I would think that, the, you know, people keep saying, well, they got to be able to run the ball better. They have to run the ball better, but, but I just think it's hard to run the ball when, when, Teams are crowding the line of scrimmage to take the short passing game away. We, we saw a lot of that last year with with uh, Mason Rudolph and, and Duck Hodges. Teams weren't respecting the pass, and they were crowding the line of scrimmage, uh, looking to take the short passing game away, and, and it, it was harder to run. And I think until the Steelers open things up with the passing game and, and start hitting more of those intermediate fifteen to twenty yard passes, I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they're going to have, have much success in the running game. And I realize injuries are a factor along the offensive line and, and, you know, the blocking has been pretty poor, you know, in, in the running game. And that has a lot to do with it. But I think, you know, we talked about this all off season 
uh, Brian and I and, and many others, you know, once Ben is back, opposing defenses are, are going to have to respect his arm and respect his his reputation, and, and, and they won't be able to to, to dare the Steelers to, to beat them through the air. Well, they're daring them to beat them through the air again by crowding a line of scrimmage, and they're not doing it. Roethlisberger's not making them pay for – for taking away the short passing game. They, they, they're still trying the short passing game with regularity. You, you see uh, Ben still getting rid of the football quicker than any quarterback in the league. And he's just dropping back two or three steps and just unleashing it. I mean, even that one to the, the, the pick six, it looked like he, he, he threw before he even looked. I mean, that's how, that's how it appeared to me. I mean, it was just a, a total a- anticipation throw. And if you, if you, if he would have waited maybe another second or another half second, uh, Chase Claypool was open a little bit deeper behind Juju, who he was trying to 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 hit on that play. It was it was a it was a, a poorly thrown ball, but you know I think part of it was because he was he was intent. That's where he was going to go as soon as he as soon as he took the snap. He didn't look. He he was not intending to throw it up all anywhere else. And that's you know it looked like a something a, a rookie quarterback would do. So I again I don't know what the deal is with this short passing game and, and these quick passes and and why he's so hell bent on getting rid of the football quickly. You know, is he, is he trying to make up for the, for the, for a, an offensive line? Is he trying to mask its deficiencies in, in, in the, in the passing game or in, I'm sorry, in pass protection, are, are they as bad at protecting the quarterback as they are at, at run blocking? I, I don't know. It, it could be that um, a lot of people are speculating that, it, that there's an injury of some sort to, to Ben that he's just not d- disclosing. I don't think it's his arm. I think we've discussed this. We discussed, Brian and I discussed this on Monday. I don't think it's his arm. If, if you saw the, the pass, touchdown pass he threw to James Washington to get Pittsburgh a seven nothing lead, I mean that was a that was a dart. So I think if there was something wrong with his his shoulder or his elbow, then I, I think it would have he wouldn't have been able to make that pass. But uh, I think that, you know there are rumors that there's that, that he has a uh, problem with one of his knees or maybe both of his knees, and and you know a lot of people are saying it's his. It's his left knee, which would which would be the uh, I guess that what the, the 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 knee he follows through on is that if I'm understanding I'm a lefty so it's hard to picture in my head. If that's the case, that, that might explain a lot of it because a lot of his throws look like they're all arm, and and he's really not uh, using his legs to make a lot of his throws. That's what it looks like to me. I mean, if you look at that the uh, the the fly pattern he tried to hit Washington on last week the one that was underthrown and intercepted late in the game when Pittsburgh was trying to uh make a desperate attempt to come back midway through the fourth quarter it looked like he threw it off his back foot he didn't really he didn't really put any he didn't really use his legs at all his front legs his front leg to 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 to, to follow through on the on, on that pass and and if that's the case and that might explain why that the ball just died I mean if you saw it from the if you watch that 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 interception from the uh i think it was from the, the the side angle you could see the ball just fluttering down helplessly like a punt so i mean i think that might have something i think he might be injured and just not talking or just not disclosing that which would be unusual for him i mean he likes to he likes to talk about his injuries so uh i just want to welcome some more folks into the live chat now that i um See some more folks coming in. Black and gold goggles. Michael, Mule Skinner. I haven't seen Mule in a while. Good, good to see you. Uh, Ryan O'Toole, Carlos, Jared Devil, Chris Holman, 
Jason Horn, Ezra, Port Naquinba. So if I miss anybody, I apologize, but thank you for joining me. So again, you know, that's, as I keep discussing week after week, the, 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 the Steelers are going to win a Super Bowl on Ben's back. And of course the defense and whatever, but it, it, it's, it's up to him to, uh, to, to help, to help figure this out. Yeah. The coaches ha have, have to get together. Um, Randy Fickner, Matt Canada, obviously Tomlin, you know, the box stop, stops with him, but ultimately it's going to come down to Roethlisberger and, and finding something in this that, that he can be comfortable with over these last few games into the playoffs. And, and I don't know what I, again, I don't know what, what they can do other than try to open things up a little bit more, try to, and, and be successful. I mean, you can't just, you can't just uh, throw 15 or 20 intermediate incompletions. <laughs> you have to, you have to uh, connect. You have to be successful in doing that. And, and uh, I think they're, they're going to have to figure something out over these last few weeks um, if they want to have any success at all in, in the playoffs. So that is my first thing. Um, but the good news about last Sunday's loss, if there is any good news and there really wasn't anything good about the loss, is the fact that they, they clinched the playoffs. Uh, they, they clinched the playoffs before that game even started when the, the Chiefs beat, beat the Dolphins. I guess uh, if you really want to uh, play devil's ad advocate and, and, and you would have a good case in this regard, you could say it would have been better if Miami would have won because I think we all knew Pittsburgh was going to make the playoffs anyway, eventually. And, you know, they needed to keep the, the, the inside track on the number one seed. But it didn't happen. And uh, what can you do? But I think it's it's great that, that they're in the playoffs. I mean, I love this time of year. I, I really do, especially when Pittsburgh uh, has clinched the playoffs. But I just love going back and 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 reading. Believe it or not, reading the Wikipedia pages of all the the, the past playoff years. You know, and, and what what teams did what. I, I just love the playoffs. I do. A lot of people their their favorite time of the year is the draft. You know, if you're a football fan. For me, it's the playoffs, and I just love going back and and studying it and 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 seeing you know what 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 teams did what and how they what they did at the end of the year just to sneak into the playoffs. I always think that's that's neat. You know, we're we're worried about a, the number one seed, and, and there are teams teams that just scrape in every year and just are thrilled that they that they just got in by the skin of their teeth as the last seed. I love that. And then of course I have YouTube now and I love going back and watching, you know, old playoff games. They don't even involve the Steelers. I, I just, I just, I just love the playoffs and it's much more fun when Pittsburgh's in it. And, you know, if you remember the last two Decembers, uh, when, when you saw the, the, the playoffs start slipping away as December um, headed towards January and, and Pittsburgh's uh, grip on the playoffs slipped away. And, and by week 17 of each of these last two years, they, they needed not just to win, but they needed help to get in. And it's just, that's always a, a, a hopeless feeling. If you're a fan, I'm sure if you're a player too, I mean, it has to, has to feel hopeless knowing that you don't control your own fate, but just making the playoffs. So at least the Steelers have that um, taken care of this year. And they have three weeks left. As I mentioned earlier, they have three weeks left to, to get right and to figure this thing out on, on with the offense. Um, you know, they, they have a chance to, to to get healthy down the stretch by resting some players, and I think that's what they should do because 
you know, I mentioned the number one seed earlier, and there's still a, a chance that they, that they get that. They're they're one game behind the Chiefs, but the Chiefs hold the tiebreaker. Uh, they both have one conference loss now, with the Pittsburgh losing to the Bills. So uh, the next tiebreaker, it's either strength of victory or, or schedule. Forgive me for I always get those two mixed up, but either way, Pittsburgh's not going to have the tiebreaker in that regard. Uh, the Chiefs have two two more NFC opponents down the stretch. They have the Saints, and if they lose to the Saints, great, but they're still going to have the the, uh, the tiebreaker over Pittsburgh, and then after that, it's Atlanta, and then a pretty who are pretty ha- uh, hapless this year, and, and the Chargers who have a nice young quarterback and Justin Herbert, and they're always they always seem to be in every game, and they almost beat the Chiefs earlier, but I don't see Kansas City losing that game with anything at all at stake. So. I don't think it's looking good for Pittsburgh as far as the, the number one seed. Um, I was looking at the standings before I came on the show, before I started the show, and, and let's see, the, the Bills are, are one game behind. And is there really a difference between the second and third seed this year? Um, I think if you, if you, if you can, if you can want, find your way in, in the second or third bracket, in that bracket, the second and third, if I'm saying that right, that, that bracket, the two and the three, um, I think I think you'll – that's essentially the same thing this year, you know, um, because there aren't going to be any fans in the stands or many fans in the stands. And if, if Pittsburgh does have to travel to Buffalo, it's not a very uh, long trip. It's the same time zone, pretty much the same kind of weather. So my feeling is um, if you, if you wrap up the division on Monday against the Bengals and you darn well better, uh, Michael Beck, the uh, deputy editor for behind the store curtain, he alerted us before the, before I went on the air that, um, uh, what's his name? Byron Allen. <laughs> is that, or is that, or is that the comedian? Brandon Allen or whatever his name is. A Bengals quarterback who took Joe Burrow's place. He, he didn't participate in walkthroughs. So he might not play on Monday. And that would, and then the uh, starting quarterback duties would fall to, to uh, Ryan Finley. But even if Joe Burrow was playing in this game, Pittsburgh would have no business losing this game. They, they better take care of it. Wrap up the AFC North. There's a slim chance that you fall to the number four seed if you if you lose your last two games after that. I think I think um, the Colts would have to have to uh, win win the uh, the South and, and tie Pittsburgh. Obviously, they would have the head to head if they if they beat Pittsburgh in Week 16 next week. I think there's there's a slight chance that they would fall to the number four seed, but but not much of one. I think what you do after Monday is you start resting players. I, a lot of people have mentioned it, and I agree. I couldn't agree more. So I think you have to forget about the number one seed at this point. I think you have to worry about getting healthy if you're the Steelers. Obviously, you want to you work on some things uh, on offense. Uh, you have to get that figured out. But but uh, by and large, I think you have to you have to worry about, about health. And, and, if, and if Ben is banged up and, he, and he's suffering from some kind, of, some kind of ailment, some kind of knee injury, then I think it's more important that he rests than it is for him to to uh, to work through it and try and try to uh, figure things out. You can still figure things out in the film room, in practice, um, with, with le- much less r- risk for injury, of course. Um, and it doesn't mean you, you rest Ben and, and other key players the last two games. I think you you play them um, sporadically. You, you, maybe you play Ben for the first half against Indy and you take them out and then you don't play them at all in Cleveland for that final game. And you do the same thing with, with, with other key players. Cause I mean, you have to, you have to, you can't, if you're the Steelers, you can't suffer any more key injuries. I mean, they, they lost Matt Filer last week with a, uh, 
was it a pectoral injury? He's on the IR now. There's there's a chance he comes back before before the playoffs. Uh, hopefully he does. But you're you're getting really thin along the line, and 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 as I already mentioned, the line is not performing that great anyway. Or I'm sorry, they're not performing that great as it is. So you, you can't really lose any more bodies off that off of that line. Kevin Dotson's doing a nice job as a rookie, but after him, it's uh, J.C. Hassenhauer, and you know you're, you're talking about guys, on, you know, as far as tackles like Gerald Hawkins. You know, I mean, so you have to you have to try to yeah, get healthy, and you certainly can't lose any more players on defense. They've already lost Bud Dupree, Devin Bush, Spillane is currently out, so you know. He's on the IR. He, 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 there's a chance he, he can come back before the before the playoffs, but you can't re, you can't lose any more key guys. You can't lose a Stephen Nelson or, a, heaven forbid, a Minka Fitzpatrick or a Joe Hayden. You can't lose uh, even even guys like obviously Cam Hayward. You know that line, the, the, the defensive line is pretty uh, pretty solid, but but they're also thin after Tuit and Alualu and, and and Hayward. So you have to. Um, get healthy, stay healthy. And, and I think that's more important going into the playoffs uh, right now. I think that's, that has to be their top priority. So that is going to do it for this part, uh, part one of, of this episode of Steelers Munch with Tony. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll, I'm not going anywhere. Please stay with me. If you're, if you're listening on one of, one of our uh, audio platforms, please download part two of, this episode of Steelers Brunch with Tony. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.